Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, thank you, Farad, and welcome back again to yet another episode of Another Day Above Ground. This is uh, all for uh, for you guys, the listeners, the baby boomers. That's who we talk about, and that's what we're all about. And uh, I uh, like to uh, to introduce at this point my two partners because I can't do this by myself. And I'd like to welcome, first of all, from the mile high city of Denver, Colorado, the lovely, the talented Carolyn Strauss. Well, thank you, Dale. And it's I was thinking about this whole baby boomer thing of us. Do you know that if we make it to 2029, because that's doubtful nowadays, without the robots taking over and killing us all, every baby boomer will be at least 65 years old in 2029. Hmm. That's when every single baby boomer gets to start taking their retirement. Hmm. Well, a lot of them will be dead. You know. a, a lot of <laughs> I know, I know, but the youngest of the baby boomers in 2029. So I mean, that is so close to now. That freaks me out. And why would you have to wait until you're 60? What was it? 69? 65? 65. Oh, 65. No. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's retirement age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of people. I mean, you can take it at 62, I think, but every financial planner I've ever heard said that's a bad idea unless you're getting a bad. You have a bad Ouija board reading or something. Everybody, everybody I know that worked for the government, they all retired at fifty. Wow. There you go. There you go. Well, that's a good time. That those words of wisdom, of course, come from the Aristotle of comedy, Mister Tim Slagle. Hey, did you see this? There was another defecation incident on a flight out oh. of Spain. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, we're baby boomers because we feel we, do, we rather than feel sorry uh, for the passengers on the plane, we all feel sorry for the diarrhea guy. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that depends. But <laughs> if it depended, then we wouldn't have the problem. Uh, yeah. No. It, it, on planes, you either get people who want to pick a fight or want to drop a loaf, and you know there's you can't. Uh, there's no civilized airplane rides anymore. Remember when when we were younger, you used to actually wear a suit to get on an airplane, and they served you with real cutlery, and and, and it was a it was a beautiful thing. You but had to now, walk up the stairs to get on the plane. You did have to walk up the stairs, yes, even though it was raining sometimes. But I remember carrying a, a wheel cart. This is before suitcases had wheels. I was doing a ton of traveling in my 20s, and I had a suitcase, and I actually had one of those fold-up two-wheel thingies that mm-hmm. I would put my suitcase on to drag it through the airport to then fold it up and put it in the overhead compartment. I yeah, like I still, I still, I still that. have. Uh, no, I still have one of those wheel carts. I use it to take the trash to the to the street. Oh, <laughs> your trash can doesn't have wheels. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, but the yard waste I, it goes into bags. So. Ah, okay. Wow. I'm glad we got that all straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was stacking wood today. It was just what a lovely day to stack wood. Huh. People would say what? Oh, Carolyn's you mean firewood? <laughs> I thought you were doing something okay. we, we didn't okay. want to know about, Dale. At my house, Dale, we call that Jenga. 
No. <laughs> no, I was stacking it because it was not stacked and it needed it. And uh, but yeah, no firewood. You know, for the for the getting for the ready upcoming. For the winter. Getting ready. Yes, for I am. Down. Getting setting up. Setting I'm up ready the... to hunker. I'm ready to hunker. He's ready to hibernate, not hunker. Dale hibernates. Well, yeah, I have been since the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) But hibernating, you don't keep a fire going. No. You just just get a big blanket and crawl underneath it. Electric. And uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the next step. Well, once again this week, my friends, we have gone to great personal expense to secure a, a guest that is all about the baby boomer generation. His name is Jim Cathcart. He is a world-known uh, professional speaker. He's in the Professional Speaker Hall of Fame as as am I. See what I did there? Yeah, I wrote it myself. And and uh, he recently wrote a, a a song for us. Nobody's written a song for baby boomers since we were like teenagers. And but he has. Please, we'd like to welcome to another day above ground, Jim Cathcart. Welcome, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. Great to be with you. Yeah, I did. I wrote a song. I was speaking at a conference called Boomer Boot Camp, and it was a big conference with hundreds and hundreds of people and lots of speakers and I was the opening act so I wrote a song for it you remember the song shaboom shaboom back in the day well I took that theme the baby you have their permission pardon you have their permission to take that theme? aren't they all dead (laughs) (laughs) the baby boomers are headed toward retirement so many people are letting go. They seem to think achievement time is over. I'm here to tell them it's time to grow. So resume the boom. It's time to call the roll again. Resume the boom. We'll rock and roll to the very end. Resume the boom. We still have a dream. Sweetheart, restart. Resume the boom. Way too long I've been headed toward the exit For too long now I've forgotten to be me For way too long I've looked for strength in others When all along I had the strength in me So resume the boom I swear I'll never grow old again Resume the boom We'll rock and roll to the very end Resume the boom We still have a dream Growing old takes no effort. It's really easy to swim downstream. But you were put here to truly make a difference. It all resumes when you begin to dream. So resume the boom. There you go. Well, that is lovely. Absolutely lovely. That's my job, being lovely all day long. (laughs) That's what Carolyn strives for. I just get up in the morning, walk to the mirror, and say, aren't you adorable? Yeah. Wow, so your your eyes are going then? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it sounded kind of like a Sesame Street song, only there should be a Sesame Street for baby broomers. It should call, (laughs) like, Dead End. Dead End Street. Dead End Street. (laughs) 
And that could be the theme song. Yep. Uh, just thinking my mind is spinning on all kinds of little plays on that. None of them are clean enough to mention. <laughs> well, the, your song reminded me of something. I was listening to the radio today because... I get terrible reception on the toaster. And I heard these people talk about baby boomers are being blamed for yet another problem, inflation. Because inflation, we're oh. We're old, we're retired, we figure, you know, we ain't going out with all this money, let's spend it now. And so they're going on big vacations and cruises and driving up the prices. I think it's very unfair that people yeah. should blame us for spending the money we worked hard to get. And or yeah, inherit. It's a shame on us for being productive and, and wanting to have a decent life. I mean, what were we thinking? <laughs> and why would we want why would we want inflation? Because it's diminishing the value of those savings. Yeah. yeah. And they're making up for it by hiking the cost of the medicines. I've just... got an idea. Let's increase government spending at all levels. Just go deeply into debt. And then everything will even out. Thirty-two trillion is pretty not. dang deep already. It seems, it seems like the, that's the plan that's being implemented at present, uh, in hopes you know if we just spend enough, then prices will go down. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we never get political on this show because we basically hate them all equally. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. <laughs> But what interests me, Jim, is that your uh, your 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 latest uh, adventure was you said that you were on a speaking tour in China and went to 23 cities in China. Yep. What what was that like? And well, can it, you name any of those cities? And hour yes, later, we needed to go back again. Though it was really a oh, problem. Oh, I would go back again in a heartbeat. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have a phone call tonight on WeChat with my agent in China to talk about putting together some things for, for the near future. Uh, I, in 2015, a man came to me at the National Speakers Convention at, in San Diego in uh, 2014, whatever it was. David Chu is his name, and he lives in uh, Shanghai. And he said, I've been watching you, and I, I only represent 10 speakers, Brian Tracy and Tom Hopkins and you know people like that, Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen. And nice one of my speakers- group. That's great. Yeah, one one of my speakers retired, so I've, I've got an opening, and it was going to be Zig Ziglar or you. I, I said, well, wh how did I get into that? And he said, well, I've been watching you for years and, and coming to these conventions. And he said, so I w Zig doesn't want to do international travel anymore, so it's you. And Zig was still alive at that time, of course. And so I ended up going to China on t uh, 19 separate round trips from the United States. 23 major cities. Every time I was speaking to between one and 3,000 people for six hours a day through an interpreter, pausing after every paragraph. Hmm. But so you only, read it, you only needed three hours worth of material then. Exactly. Exactly. Because you got breaks and you, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, just had the time of my life and met thousands of people and wrote books and well translated my books into chinese and sold tens of thousands of those over there and and every time i would go shopping you know to buy gifts for my family or something 
my agent would say, I'll get that. And I said, no, this is personal for me. You know, I'm, I'm buying my own. He said, no, I'll get that. And so not only was I paid fees and treated like a demigod or something, um, I, I went shopping. See that watch? I was looking at it in a jewelry case, and my agent said, you should get that. And I said, no, too much money. He said, that's okay. I'll get it for you. Hello. I could wow. get used to this. Jim, you and I be, need to become better friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good idea. <laughs> but well, what but, a, but, what but while you're while you're over there, I mean, a couple of questions. I've I've really never been to China. I've been to Hong Kong, which is China yeah. light, and uh, but I've never been deep inside China where they grow the viruses and stuff. But uh, <laughs> I've been first, there. First of all, you know, do they had do they do they really just call it food over there? As opposed to Chinese food, I've always been curious about that. Want to well, go get chop some food? suey, chop suey, uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, is an American dish. All the other ones, you know, the chow mein and, and those those things, yep, those are Chinese dishes. And every meal's at a big round table with a lazy susan thing in the middle, you know, rotating this, and they bring out wave after wave after wave of food. An entire zoo. Yeah, and and you're sitting there with chopsticks, and, and you just grab whatever looks appealing, and it, sometimes the things that don't even look appealing are pretty good, and sometimes the ones that look good are pretty awful. I mean, we ate some some strange stuff. I was eating chicken soup, of course, because uh, that's the most common food in all of China, besides rice. I was sitting at a at an elegant luncheon eating chicken soup with and chopsticks I up the spoon and it had the claw in the soup. <laughs> That's normal. Oh, there you go. Oh, you got the feet. you they win. The, you got the prize. The you know, they eat the skin off of it for the collagen. Wow. Is that like I was, drinking I was... the worm? What? Is it like drinking the worm from the bottom of a tequila bottle? I mean, is there only one? So. No, it's like getting the baby in a king cake. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, baby in a king cake. That's the, but those are usually plastic. <laughs> but I, I was at a dinner over there, and it's just as you described, big round tables, and the guy's coming around with a duck, a whole duck, with the head and the neck still on it, yep. and he's carving off pieces for you. I said, why did you leave the head and the neck on it? He says, how else am I going to hold it? <laughs> Fork. No, we don't use forks. We use chopsticks. You know, it was interesting. One time I was sitting there. They always treated me like a, a enormously honored great one, and uh, so I'm sitting there trying to serve myself with chopsticks, and the food I'm trying to serve is slippery, and they say, "Oh, no, 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 teacher, let us let us get that for you." And I said, no, no, I want to do it. No, 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 master. We, you know, we insist. I said, excuse me. If I don't struggle, I don't improve. And here's what they did. Watch. And they backed off. And they, they said that to each other. And that became sort of a, a, a catchphrase for teacher Jim Cathcart. He says, if I don't struggle, I don't improve. Oh. And then they picked up the tongs and went, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? no. See now, if you were to say that to somebody in Chicago, they'd have pretty much the same reaction. If I don't struggle, I don't improve. 
Really? Struggle with this, dude. Get ready. (laughs) I got your struggle right here. (laughs) Did your wife come with you on any of these trips? Only once on the China trips. And and out of 19 trips, that's a lot of times she stayed at home. But she loved it, and we had a great time. And and I was able to take one of my long-term clients with me as my guest. And I got, he's a successful businessman. I got him up on stage and interviewed him. And, you know, he was signing autographs afterwards. That's kind of cool. So, so what do you lots think of about, fun. What do you think about the future then of, of comedy in China? I'm thinking right off the bat, it's going to kind of mess up your timing if you got to go through an interpreter. Well, it is if you're one of us. Um, what, what do you mean by one of us? One of us Americans. Uh, if you're one of them, you know, you get lots of laughs doing Chinese humor. But I finally figured it out. In my first few meetings, it was awkward. You know, it was just speak, pause, listen, pause, speak, pause, listen, pause. And that went for hours. And then I, I figured out how to think like they do. And my uh, I taught my interpreter to think like I do. So we could figure out what's going to work. And one time I was telling a story, and she delivered the punchline early. And I stopped on stage, and I turned to her, and I said, Kitty, yes, I haven't said that yet. I know, but I knew you were going to say it. Now, I'm saying all this in front of 2,000 people. I said, that was my punchline. Sorry. (laughs) So you do have to work it out. I mean, it's it's not easy. And the things that we think are funny, they might not think it's funny at all. They might think it's disrespectful or rude or gross or who knows, you know. Yeah, I like that joke about uh, going back in an hour, Carolyn. (laughs) I did a lot of programs for the Million Dollar Roundtable, and they have like 11 translators back there for all the different languages in the audience. And after one program, one of the translators came up to me, said, I don't like you. You make my job too hard. You make up your own words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, do you have to do you have to submit a transcript of your speech to the authorities before you deliver it? Because no, I understand always... and I understand with comedy, that's what they're requiring now is that you have to wow. have uh, have to have all your jokes written and approved. And there's like a huge fine if you stray from the uh, uh, script you submitted. Wow, it's like doing comedy in Louisiana. Yeah. (laughs) In China, I didn't have that issue at all. I knew there were always government people in the audience listening, and for that matter, listening everywhere I went. And um, so I, I just, you know, I just did what I felt was the right thing to do. And luckily, never had anybody come up and grab me. By the way, you know our friend Alan Pease from Australia, the speaker? Super, super successful guy, but mostly in other parts of the world rather than the USA. And one of the places he's done an enormous amount of travel and speaking is Russia, and he's never had a problem over there. But a few years ago, he came to me in California. I was living there at the time, Austin, Texas now. And he said, hey, Jim, I've got a lead for you in Iran. I said, um, like Tehran, Iran, that the Ayatollah Iran? He said, yeah. I said, nah, not so much. He said, oh, it pays really, really well, and they pay you in cash. I said, nah, maybe, nah, I don't think so. Well, shortly thereafter, he went to Iran, 
in the middle of his speech on body language, the police came up and arrested him. Oh, man. Took him into custody for the words he was using or the ideas he was presenting, I don't know, and interrogated him and, and pretty much terrorized him for a few days and then finally let him go. Whew. So, did you did you talk to him after and tease him a little bit about it? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I don't think comedy's going to work over there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the comedy diplomacy—they're all kinds of things that aren't going to work over there, Dale. I, well, I, 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 that's why I, I haven't rushed over there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the various places where we're, we're represented on screen right now. I've got a bookcase behind me. Tim's, Tim's got a, a beautiful autumn pathway behind him covered with leaves. Carolyn's coming out of the Halloween, uh, out of a haunted house, and Dale's in an alley in Chicago. <laughs> and 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 I'm 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 there because and thank you for not noticing. But I, I went to the woods on vacation a few weeks ago and decided, what the heck, I'm going to grow a beard. And I'm not the most hirsute man who ever lived. So right now, after like two or three weeks, my beard is at the stage of homeless guy. And uh, I just want to see how it. Well, you got out. little islands here and there, you know. So yeah, that's well, sort of the way I I do when I grow a beard, and I I did one a few years ago, but it came out so white that it it just made me look older. Now Tim can get away with it, but for me, it just made me look. Old and frail. I'm only so, 27, yeah. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I shaved this morning, you guys. I shaved for you, so it's all good. Thank you. For, just for us. Of course. What a sweetie. Yeah, but the camera's only from the chest up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Tim. You know I wax. Come on. <laughs> and see, my friends, this is where the show goes off the rails. Just for you new podcasters out there. This is how it happened. Well, Dale told me before the show, feel free to wax poetic. <laughs> so, so I waxed this morning, and it was very painful. And now then I'll, you know, well, my song was my poetry. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I hate to yeah, go ahead and leave that stumped back for words, yeah. but I, I could very well be. So I'm um, uh, Tim. Help a brother out? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it's kind of funny is that Carolyn thought that she had the scariest background with the Halloween thing, but uh, uh, I'm I'm out in the woods <laughs> and Dale's in a Chicago alley. So in, in reality. <laughs> yeah, mine is tame. So, Jim, what are you working on now? You're always working on something new. What are you working on now? Well, I've got several things going. One, I'm collaborating with a guy who has the the difficulty of uh, every business deal he does makes him millions and millions of dollars net. To Is he him. single? Yeah, uh, no, he's married. Uh, and uh, that's all right. Give him my number he's anyway. <laughs> Forty nine years old, and he says, "I want to do. I, I want to speak, but I don't want to do it. You know what you do, the motivational or." business seminar thing. I want to do problem solving for business owners and uh, organizational leaders in a big open forum with an, an audience. And, and so I'm working with him 
and we're talking to the folks in China about creating opportunities over there as well as domestic U.S. Also, I'm working on a, a revision of my book, Relationship Selling, from 1985 till now um, with Victor Antonio. We're co-authoring it. Oh, that's going to be amazing. He's one of my favorite oh, speakers awesome. that I've heard recently. He's one of my favorite sales speakers besides you. But, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. There, there always needs to be a number two uh, to and, hold and me there, up. That's the words to end on. There always <laughs> needs to be a number two because yeah. we're seniors, and that couldn't be more important than it is at this age. Anyhow, Jim, I, I, I appreciate you uh, being here. We're running out of time. Where can people find out more about you? When you look for a name, put my name in that search. Jim Cathcart, J-I-M-C-A-T-H-C-A-R-T, and it'll come up with like 300,000 locations, and the most obvious ones will be the ones to go to because I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and, you know, name all of those. But jimcathcart.com leads you straight to my digital business card, and that's got my TED Talk on it and my books and my social links and all that. And um, so I'm, I'm an easy guy to find. See, if you put Dale Irvin into the search thing, two Dale Irvins show up. The other guy is a is Presbyterian dead. minister. Really? <laughs> I saw on, on my search on Skype, it came up Dale Irvin obituary. And I thought, <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure he made it to the day. <laughs> that's, that's that shouldn't be up there yet. That's not supposed yeah. to. Be up there <laughs> yeah, there, I didn't mean to post it yet. That's hilarious. That's good. <laughs> but Jim Cathcart, thank you very much for joining us here on another it's day above ground. Thank you for the very special song, "Resume the Boom." If people wanted to get a copy of that, could uh, is that for sale? Yep. Matter of they can probably download it free. It's on guitar. Music Live, as one word, no spaces, guitarmusiclive.com. And that's my musical website. My wife and I play and sing in clubs. And I've got about, I don't know, four or 500 songs I do. And they're covers of other people's songs. And uh, so I created a musical website. It's got videos on it. It's got songs to download and all kinds of things. Okay, so once again, that was Guitar Music Live. Live, guitarmusiclive.com, and they yep. can get a copy of Resume the Boom at no cost to us. And as boomers, that's no, very... it'll be it'll be boom, it'll be uh, billed to to you to uh, another day above ground.com. The yeah. billing will come to you, so everybody yeah. else gets it free. Do Absolutely. That. And yeah, yeah, and our address is 555 <laughs> West Dead End Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I yeah, our phone number is one eight hundred. Bite me. So anyhow, Jim Cathcart, with a thank Y you. or an I? <laughs> with a Y, because we don't want to be okay. rude. Uh, Jim Cathcart, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate your song. We appreciate your uh, uh, all of your tips, and uh, thanks for joining us on another day above ground. It's a pleasure. Thank you all. 
Oh, we know what time it is now, don't we, kids? It's game time here on Another Day Above Ground. Every week about this time, we like to play a game called Boom Again. It's a board game just for baby boomers and one of the coolest things I have ever played. And what we do is we take some questions from that game, and if you can answer them correctly, we'll send you a free game. Then people out there go, wow, that's a pretty cool deal. Where where possibly would I send those answers? Carolyn? You would, you would send us an email at anotherdayaboveground.show at gmail.com. And when you get them right, we'll send you a game. Okay, you have to get all three of them right. Here are the ones from last week that we asked. I'll give you with their answers. Uh, first of all, where did George Jetson work? Sp- Spacely Sprockets. Absolutely. Oh, Spacely yeah. Sprockets. <laughs> oh, nice SFX there. All right. Perfect. Okay, in Blazing Saddles, Madeline Kahn played the Teutonic Titwillow. What was that character's name? What was her name, the Teutonic Titwillow? You know, I've been sweating over this one for a week, and I didn't want to Google it. I still can't remember. Nope. Lily von Stupp. Ah, yes. Lily von Stupp. I knew it was. I knew it was a takeoff on Marlena Dietrich. But right. And our third question last week was: After Jim Jones' followers swallowed his killer cocktail, one product became the buzzword for automatically accepting what you are told. What is that expression? Isn't it drinking the Kool-Aid? Drinking the Kool-Aid, absolutely. So, if you and had I'm those sure, three I'm sure answers. Kool-Aid, I'm sure Kool-Aid Incorporated is very, very happy. <laughs> That's now the... Yeah, yeah really. They they, the Mr. Kool-Aid guy, you didn't see him around for a while. Yeah, it's no All longer, right, it's no longer, it's no longer busting through the club, the, the pitcher busting through the clubhouse. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, it's the picture being served at Fox News. Okay, here's our questions for this week. So write them down, write down the answers, and then send them to another day above ground show at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Here's our first question Wonder Bread. Remember Wonder Bread? What was the Wonder Bread slogan? The Wonder Bread slogan. Question number two. Name the actor who sang and danced as the monster in Young Frankenstein before becoming a difficult dad on a long-running post-boom era sitcom. John Fetterman. So he's both the... <laughs> <laughs> Put <it> on the ridge! <laughs> <laughs> No, putting on the shorts. <laughs> that was that's a, the scariest thing I saw at Halloween was a long sign said Biden Fetterman twenty four. <laughs> it's a no brainer. All right, finally. <laughs> finally, here's our third question. Name the classic toy that was designed by the son of Frank Lloyd Wright and was named for the 16th president's childhood experience. Toy was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright's son and named for the 16th president's childhood experience. If you know those three answers, send them in once again to Carolyn. 
to another day above ground show at gmail.com. But wait, there's more. If you want your own game, you can go. If you don't want to wait for us to send you one or get all the questions right, you can go to boomagain.com, read all about the game, learn all about it, and purchase your game. And on the checkout page, there is a space for a promo code. Put in the promo code 10ADAG, that's 10ADAG, and you'll get 10% off your game. Cool. Thank you very much. And that brings us to the end of another wonderful show. Before we sign off, Carolyn, do you have any last words? Yeah, all the leaves are finally off my trees. So my last words are in get it while you can. My dad used to say it to me all the time. <laughs> get it while you can, babe. There you go. And the leaves off the tree, I'm assuming that's some kind of code. Huh? It is not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking out my window and the leaves are off the trees. <laughs> Tim, any last words? Hey, yeah, be sure to check out my new album, Bachelorette Party, available wherever you get your comedy music, comedy tracks, I guess. It's very, very funny. I highly, uh, highly recommend it. And I invite you to go to daleirvin.com, sign up for free for the Friday Funnies, and I'll make you laugh every Friday in your email. That being said... I hope you enjoyed today's show. We enjoyed bringing it to you. And now go out and enjoy the rest of the day because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>